Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. What's cooking in your kitchen, my bride chillers and your groom chillers? Fuck, I can't even speak today. What's cooking in your kitchen, my bride chillers and groom chillers? If you're new to the show, I am a professional and uh, if you say you're a professional, you generally are not. I'm Alicia, the host of the Bride Chiller podcast. You are tuning in to hopefully get some sanity restored in your life, have a laugh, talk about weddings and other shit. It is a Thursday, which means it's a Q&A Thursday where I answer your questions, feedback, comments. It has been going off in Bride Chiller land this week. Thank you so much for everyone who decided to uh, write in and give me big super thumbs up for the pineapple dress idea. In a couple of months, I am going to be attending my beautiful cousin Belinda's wedding in Hawaii. She is getting Maui'd to Luke and they have a pineapple theme. You would have heard her on the show if you have listened to the program before. The program. That just sounded very professional. If you've listened to the podcast before, and I'm excited because Belinda is coming to London this weekend to visit me. She lives in Chicago. She's an Aussie, and uh, she's very cool and laid back. So I'm looking forward to shoving the microphone in her face and enjoying her company. And anyway, at her wedding, it's a pineapple theme, and I put the question out last week and said, do you think it's legit uh, if I wear a pineapple-themed dress? And I didn't want it to be like a dress-up party because it's a wedding. It's her wedding, and I don't want to pull focus, as we say. But I have had a resounding yes. Thank you, Alexandra. She left me a message on Facebook. She says, in regards to the pineapple dress, I love the idea. If you decide to make it yourself, try Spoonflower dot com for your fabric. They have lots of fun prints and fabric types. And if you're feeling particularly super ambitious, you can even upload your own pineapple print and they will make it into fabric for you. Wow. She just blew my mind because I would really like to have a bride chiller dress, not for Belinda's wedding, because that would be OTT and completely inappropriate. But I think for some publicity stills, it would be fun to have a bride chiller dress. So I'm going to visit spoonflower.com. Thank you for that tip, Alexandra, and just suss that out. I was thinking you could actually go on there and get some cool fabric made for your bridesmaids or made chiller dresses, perhaps. Don't know. Just an idea. If you've got a special print, perhaps you've got an artist in your family or friendship group and you want to create your own dresses, pantsuits, suit, whatever, you could do it yourself. Just just putting the ideas out there. That's what I do. Bobby sent me a message uh, about last week's, last uh, Thursday's episode. She said, just finished listening and wanted to give you some feedback about the bride who was asking about whether or not she should have a bridal shower. My brother is in the military. So when he and my sister-in-law got married, it was an impromptu out of date, out of state, soz, courthouse wedding. None of the family could attend and only one of each of their friends were able to be there. Obviously, not the wedding they had intended to plan, but things don't always go the way we think they will. This is so true. After the wedding, she came back to the hometown and waited to find out where they would be stationed. Once they found out where they would be and uh, they did the moving, her mum and I planned a lovely bridal shower for her to send off 
into her marriage. A lot of people complained about it because she was technically already married. But to those people, I say it is not your day. If you don't want to go, then don't go. She didn't say in that tone, but I've put the tone on because that's how I feel too. Long story short, I think a bridal shower is less about the actual wedding and more about celebrating and preparing you for marriage after the wedding. If people don't want to be part of it, then they can just choose not to attend. Thanks so much for making the podcast. I really enjoyed listening to it. It gets me through my workday. P.S. I love the idea of the pineapple dress. Bobby, thank you. Thank you very much. Bobby was responding to a message last week from Bride Chiller Jessica who had won her wedding. So she and her husband and a couple of close friends were jetting off somewhere fabulous. I feel like it was Jamaica, the Caribbean. Oh, I can't remember. Terrible. Somewhere warm that made me jealous. And she asked if she thinks it was still legit to have a wedding shower, a bridal shower, even though some of the people could not attend. I agree with Bobby. I think you should just go for it. I'm on a roll with these emails, so I am also just going to go for it. This one is from Leah. She says, hey, Leisha, love your podcast. I've been binge listening. She didn't say it like that. I've been binge listening to your episodes. I have a unique situation, and I hope that you can help. I started using a hashtag on Instagram to post pictures of us and any wedding-related photos. I noticed another bride also started using the same hashtag recently. I understand that I can't really own a hashtag, but would love to keep using the hashtag for us. What do you think I should do? Should I contact the other bride? Hope to hear from you, Leah. Okay, Leah, this is a very modern conundrum you've got yourself into. So much so I've not actually received this question before. And that says something. I have received a lot of questions. And this is one I received and went, oh. Okay, well, gee whiz, I wish we lived 30 years ago and nothing, the hashtag was not even a thing because that would make this problem go away for you. I think a wedding hashtag is actually a really cool thing if you intend to use it for the purpose of everyone tagging you, your photos and stuff on your wedding day. You are doing the hashtag before the wedding, which is a nice idea. Now, it depends what the wedding hashtag is. You haven't listed it here, so I can't snoop on you and your rival bride. But I don't want you to see it as a rival bride chiller. I think if the other bride chiller has been in there before, has decided what the hashtag is, can I suggest, this is contentious, that you just change the hashtag? I mean, how far, how deep are you into this hashtag commitment? Weeks? Months? Years? I feel like contacting the other bride might be a bit weird. Also, if she's been using the hashtag heaps, she's going to go, fuck off. I'm not changing my fucking hashtag, bitch. Step back. It's my hashtag. So I think if you can be the better hashtagger, <laughs> that I just, ugh, it's so, it's, I mean, Leah, I get it. I totally get it. Because actually, I wanted to say, I used this is ages ago when I was experimenting. I was in an experimental hashtag phase on Instagram and I happened, there's lots of different wedding-y hashtags that you try and use in your posts to get more attention, to get more eyeballs on your posts. If you are into this sort of thing, you might see that sometimes, I do it all the time, you post an image and then 20 seconds later you post a bunch of hashtags that in theory, the algorithms 
uh, and also the way that Instagram works means that once you repost the extra uh, hashtags, it gets out there more. And if someone's searching for bride chiller or if someone's searching for wedding inspiration, they might come across my posts and go, who's this freak? I'll follow her. But I happen to use a quite common, I'm not even going to say it because it's stupid, wedding hashtag. And then someone messaged me, this, this person DM'd me and she said that I had hijacked, quote, her hashtag and could I please back off? To which I was like, are you, have you lost your mind? Is this what you're worried about? Now, I'm not saying this about you, Leah, but I'm just saying this particular person reacted in a way that I thought was a bit silly. And I wrote back and went, Soz, I had no idea that you had ownership over a word that was quite common uh, with a hashtag in front of it. To which I replied, you can keep it. Good day to you. Have a happy life. Take care. I was not mean, but it was just like, okay, get over it. So I don't think, Leah, that you should be, you know, I'm not saying that it's anything to do with you uh, doing that. But I think if, if if you're early on, Add a number to it or add a little something. I don't know. Can you add a symbol, something else or a space or a dash, something like that, that maybe will just differentiate you from the other bride because eventually she'll get married and then it can be your hashtag again. I don't know if that was a sensible answer. That's where I'm going to leave it. Leah, I appreciate you getting in touch and I love your modern problems. I really do. Lovely Marie. She writes, she says, I've recently discovered your podcast and I've been indulging in new shows and the back catalogue over the past couple of weeks. As a Kiwi living in the USA, I've been enjoying hearing your perspective on the cultural similarities and differences of wedding planning and etiquette around the world. As we plan our New Zealand wedding from afar, my fiancé Peter and I have found ourselves embracing some of the American traditions and being quite relieved to skip others. (laughs) I want to know which ones. I've been meaning to drop you a line of general thanks and admiration when two things this week spurred me into action. First of all, I am all up for a pineapple wedding dress at a Hawaiian wedding. I picked up a very fun romper this summer. (laughs) I love this. Part of embracing my 30s and have so many compliments on it. It's made in Brazil by a company called Osclen. Now I looked this company up. They're pretty cool. I will have to say I did spend some time lingering on their website and she sent me some great links of some potential pineapple romper and dress and can I just say a romper as in like I want to say it's not a onesie but you know it's like a little shorty one piece thing I also purchased my very first one piecey but it had long pants there's a word for it and I've forgotten it romper uh and gee whiz I really embraced it and I feel like I should have been doing wearing these things you know all of my 20s and I didn't Uh, Marie then says, (laughs) secondly, I especially appreciated your conversation on Monday with Rochelle Lopez. She's the wedding alchemist. If you haven't heard Monday's episode, uh, she was great. Marie says, planning together and thinking about what matters to us has been a journey of teamwork and discovery with a healthy dose of compromise. Peter didn't wait until we were married to tell me that he hates me peeling carrots in the sink. I still do it. So much easier to clean up than peeling on a board. But I now make an effort to put the plug in first so the pipe doesn't get clogged with carrots. 
Keep the lovely episodes coming. You're grateful listener, Marie. Marie, top work. And I'm glad that you liked Monday's episode. I particularly loved being able to share that with you. I think that Rochelle has such a great optimistic attitude and also something that is so much needed in the wedding industry. And that's talking about what happens after the wedding, not just about the wedding. There it is. You bride chillers and groom chillers are such a great bunch when you participate. When I ask you a question, like the pineapple dress, I just have been inundated. I'm so delighted that you are so interested in helping me with the fashion decision ofs, which is very important. But I wanted to ask you another question, and it's been inspired by a lovely listener called Emily who wrote to me. She's from Virginia in USA. She uh, wrote to me on Facebook. She left me a message via the Facebook interwebs, and she is marrying Tom. Congratulations, Emily. Thank you for getting in touch. She has asked me about trends And she said that, uh, you know, she sees that a lot of trends come and go when it comes with weddings, to weddings. And ultimately, she said that she wants to, both she and Tom, her and Tom, oh, grandma, she said that they would like to do what makes them happy and not really follow any trends. But out of interest, she is interested in trends that used to be hot and no longer, well, are now not. (laughs) And this really got me thinking and it got me Pinteresting and it got me Googling. And I'm going to do an episode all about the trends that were or the trends that are on their way out or things that were cool and are no longer a bit silly or whatever. Now, this is not a judgy episode. This is not saying if you're using anything I say in this episode that it's wrong, because as you know, do whatever the hell you want. But it's also, I thought, just a fun way to explore some of the things that I've seen in the past sort of five years since we got engaged and married and all of the the things that come and go in the industry. Because since Pinterest has been around, there have been huge waves of fashion and uh, decorative items that have been, have been very popular and then have just disappeared. So I wanted to put the question out to you before I record this episode. If there's anything that you have seen that you love, that you think even if it's a trend you're going to use, or something that you've seen on Pinterest or you've seen on a wedding blog or something that you have gone, oh my gosh, as if. Now this is not a chance to rag on anyone. We're not doing that. It's just a chance to have a bit of fun. And also, I want to hear what you have seen that you might think is a bit peculiar, things that are cool. Some of the best ideas, as I always say, some of the coolest ideas I've shared have come from you on this podcast. So, you know, we never know what we might uncover. So that is from Emily. The episode will be coming up uh, in the near future. But I wanted to put the question out there. Trends, fads, good, bad Things that have become a a part of the winning norm that were once a bit of a fatty trend and now are just like what we do. Don't know. This is the question for you. This is why I'm putting it out there. There'll be more of this spectacular episode of the Bridechiller podcast after these important and very meaningful messages. I think it's time we hit the voicemails. Who may I say is calling? Hey, Alicia. My name is Sarah. And this is the second time I'm going to be doing this voicemail because the first one was longer than five minutes. So I'll try to make it quick. Quick interrupts here. It's Alicia Ovs. Why would I be reintroducing myself? Am I on crack? Maybe I'm on crack. I'm not on crack. Don't worry about me. I don't have a drug problem. Uh, If you do, seek help. What I am 
or don't enjoy yourself it's stop it now the thing is you need to go to thebridechiller.com where you can leave me a voice message but here are two things if you want to leave me a super long voice message you can simply use your phone if it has the capabilities to record a voice message and then just email me directly the email direct email address is on the website or if you want to use speakpipe which is what I say, you just sort of push the button and it will record on your iPhone or your Android or your desktop, you can do that too. And that cuts you off at five minutes. It's just unfortunately what it does. But then you can simply do what a lot of people do and leave me a part two. Just saying, just want to leave the tips because I love long messages. There it is. I'm from uh, the homeland, Australia, in Brisbane. And um, I'm planning to marry my wonderful partner of five years next year in uh, about July 2017. Um, We've been engaged for just over a year and I think I've been listening to you for probably about six months of that and you've been just this voice of reason uh, bringing us back to why we're getting married in the first place, you know, which is each other and I'm really trying to keep that, uh, you know, front of mind during this entire planning process. Now, um, the reason I've uh, left this voicemail is because I have two questions for you. Um, the first one being that the reason why we've been engaged for a year and still have nothing booked is because we have a very clear vision of what we want for the ceremony and it's to get married under a beautiful tree. And, um, we've spent essentially a year looking for a tree that isn't located on a property that's too expensive to hire. And after, uh, you know, many, uh, venue visits, I think we finally found one uh, this weekend and it's on the Gold Coast. Um, a beautiful venue down there. Um, now, they also do a marquee hire, so that would be great to have the reception and the ceremony all in the same place. Unfortunately, that um, marquee hire is just way too expensive and will not fit in our budget. So um, rather than give up on the beautiful tree, um, I used a lot of your advice and uh, went out looking for alternative reception venues. And it turns out that just down the road, there is a beautiful golf course. They've got a, a nice room. That's exactly what we need. And um, and best part of all is to have the whole reception there would cost the same as just simply hiring the damn marquee at the other place. Can we all just pause? I'm sorry. I just have to pause and go, have we not all been in this situation? Poor Sarah, this is so frustrating. When you were trying to spin plates like a motherfucker with with finances with getting going all right if I don't spend this much money here I can simply transfer it over here and it's the same fucking amount oh my gosh we have all been there and we just want to have a moment of bride chiller peace love and understanding and frustrating and just silent silent screaming on behalf of you dear lovely lady because it is so frustrating when that happens carry on so um so that's great. So I thought I'd solve my problem um, until I then called uh, the place with the tree again and they said, oh, well, sorry, Sarah, if, if you're only going to have the ceremony here, then uh, you need to have it at lunchtime. I mean, what? So essentially they're going to have, they're making me have a lunchtime ceremony and they kick me out at 2.30 so that the people who are paying for their fucking marquee can come in afterwards. So, um. Fuck them big time. Don't you love to hear? This is dueling Australian swearing. Oh, she's geeing me on. But gee whiz, I'm angry. And they just, they refused to budge on that. So um, I'm really disappointed because essentially 
Um, sun sets around five um, in winter time here in Brizzy. So I've got from 2.30 to sort of 5, 5.30, that's sort of three hours, um, that my guests will just be hanging around. So I guess my question is, is, is that unreasonable to ask people to hang around for three hours? Yes. Um, I mean, we're on the Gold Coast. Should I just leave them and they can do their own thing or? No, please don't do that. Or should I be organising something? Yes, I think you should, Sarah. I do. I know it's annoying to say that. Um, should I be footing the bill for some form of activity? Not necessarily, but we should workshop something. We're going to workshop something. To keep them entertained, um, foods, drinks, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just conscious that if we have a wedding at sort of midday, you know, until end of reception at sort of, what, 10 p.m., that's just a really long day for them. Um, so I'm just really not sure, is this a deal breaker for my wonderful tree that I've been looking a year for or, um, or is it okay just to leave people? I just My budget won't really stretch to doing, you know, I don't want to spend all the money we saved by going to the golf course on entertaining people in that three-hour gap. So any ideas, let me know. Okay, firstly, I know you've got another question, but I'm just going to say that I feel personally against the idea of leaving your guests for longer than an hour or so to do their own thing. I don't know if you agree with me, and if you don't, I totally am open to hearing other opinions about this, but I find it hard. I've been a guest that's been left to my own devices in a town that wasn't um, necessarily where I knew what I was doing for over two hours. And I found it a little inconvenient and not going to be an asshole. I'm just saying that when people go, okay, now bye, come back in a few hours. And you're like, what the hell do I do? So when I cut in there, it was probably more for fun, but I sort of meant that I think you need to either provide them with some guidance about where to go. I don't necessarily think you need to pay for things. But I do think you need to think about the logistics of what people are going to be doing with this time. And I don't know how far away the tree place is to your reception and uh, if you're going to be providing transport to and from the tree place to your reception. I think the tree place sounds lovely, by the way. And I'm really annoyed with the marquee people who are being fuckheads. But I do think you need to think about the logistics of it all, where people will go and what they're going to be doing how it's all going to work and what you want to be giving your your guests the opportunity to do in that time. Where will you go and what will you do for those three hours? Because also you're in your finery, you're all jazzed up, you're ready to go, you just got hitched and then you're like, ugh, now we've got a downtime. So I think that's a big question, not even about your guests. What will you be doing? You'll probably go and get some lovely photographs taken. But three hours is a long time for photography. I mean, look, most photographers are like, yeah, we'll fill the three hours. But also, I don't think you want to run away for three hours and have photographs taken when your guests are all there and they're all on this hive watching you just get hitched and then it, it all goes away. Sometimes, and I'm going to go against my own advice here, sometimes when opportunities come to make things easier for you, and I don't know how much the, the price difference is, but sometimes when things work, it's worth just paying an extra couple of bucks to get the fucking marquee, get it all in one place. Maybe the inconvenience of having to ship people around and wait and you wait, maybe it is easier just to get it all happening, pay the money, wear it. I know I'm not asking you to go into debt or go into a bad situation, but sometimes all this extra worry is easier just to go, if I just paid the extra money, this would all go away. I'm just putting it out there. 
I'm always trying to be the voice of reason, but sometimes the solution is to relent and just pay the money. I don't know if that's the right solution for you, but that's an idea. For question number two, which is, um, whilst this golf course is great, um, it's probably stuck about five, ten years ago, maybe longer, in their wedding styling. So essentially um, you're locked into your chair covers and the ugly sashes. And I just, just like you, I just really hate, I hate that look. Um, now, unfortunately, the chairs underneath are but ugly, so they're just standard conference chairs. And um, so no question of leaving them by themselves. Um, it seems ridiculous to be spending $5 a chair on bringing in, you know, nice chairs like a Tiffany chair or an Americana or something like that. Um, Golly gosh, you know a woman's wedding planning when she knows the names of different chair types. Can we all just have big respect for Sarah and her amazing skill set of knowing the different styles of chairs? Like I'm not going to spend 500 bucks on chairs. Like that's just ridiculous. So um, I don't know, do you have any ideas? Should I just suck up the ugly sashes and just try not to notice it? Or is there a, a nice way that you can make chair covers and sashes look not like it's from the 90s? Um, oh, look, I don't know. Anyway, if you've got any ideas, I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely love the podcast. I've got 10 seconds to go. So thanks very much, Alicia. And um, hope to, looking forward to the next podcast. <laughs> Cheers. Happy days. I love you, Sarah. You are a bloody top, you're a top bird. You're a top bird. Okay. That was my chair cover sigh. Because you all know. I'm going to get this, I'm not going to get a tattoo because it would be a fucking big mistake. But my big mantra is fuck chair covers. Now I say fuck chair covers more as the idea of fuck the idea of chair covers. Stop worrying about chair covers because they don't matter. And I'm going to say to you, Sarah, if the chairs are god awful and ugly and these golf people are going to be giving you the chair covers, just wear the chair covers. No one is going to remember the chairs no one is going to think about the chair covers ever again. So if you're in the situation where you've got to cover the chairs up, they give you the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Don't spend the extra 500 bucks. I know I have said to you before, maybe you should ditch the golf place just to be able to then have the marquee and the bloody, you know, next to the tree. So maybe you'll change your mind. I don't know. But I think ultimately, if the chairs are gross, just get get them covered and don't worry about it. Draw attention away from the chairs by doing something nice with the tables. I know what you mean. Golf clubs in Australia tend to be there's something about them. I don't know. There's a look about them. They all seem to have been they all seem to have been designed and and made in the same era. Rich just got home. Hey y'all. I was just talking about eighties golf clubs in Australia. Oh, they're your favourite. Yeah, thank you. Sarah is getting hitched in one, and she's worried about the uh, chair covers. She's getting hitched back in the eighties. All right, dad jokes home. Rich has just gotten home from work. This is how we roll. He was trying to be really quiet coming up the stairs. Big day at the office. Sounds like you're wearing ladies' shoes. I'm a man's shoes. All right. So, look, I would say, Sarah, the big thing is, as just to reiterate, sorry about the disturbance of my husband, the big thing is no one's going to care. I know I, I just don't think anyone should be worried about chair covers. I think they're ugly, but also, as you said, if they're ugly conference chairs underneath, maybe you'd take the less ugly chair covers than the conference chairs. These are my thoughts. Lady, thank you so much for listening, for sharing, and I hope I've given you... 
Well, I hope I've given you good advice. That was a worried sigh. I feel like I might have steered you the wrong way. But I think if your heart is in the tree place, follow your heart. I think you've done a really good job. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. It's been fun. Has it been fun? I've had a great time. I don't know what accent that was. I'm about to go and eat a chicken Kiev and uh, kiss my husband hello like a 50s housewife and watch some TV. What are you doing with your night, day? morning wherever you're listening don't know write to me tell me things thank you for your support i appreciate all of your lovely patronage and if you have a question please get in touch visit thebridechiller.com make sure you follow me on instagram rich and i have lots of fun there and we also uh, post lots of silly instagram stories if that's what you're into Love you all very much until Monday's episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Bride Chiller Grace is graduating. She is a Bride Chiller graduate. She left me the most awesome voice message. She basically co-hosts the whole show and it is so good. Girl has so many great, oh, great's not even a good enough word. So amazing bits of advice, nuggets of things that I didn't know. And I loved every second of it. I can't wait to share it with you. Until Monday's episode. Happy days!